Hey, want to learn about the latest trends in digital marketing? In today's connected world, information is plentiful and always changing. It's difficult to keep up. Each week, we bring you the latest digital marketing news in easy, digestible format. Say goodbye to hours of research and learn everything you need to know right here. You are listening to This Week in Marketing. Hey everyone, welcome to episode 72 of This Week in Marketing. This is your host, Sajid Islam, and today I'll be going over the notable news and updates in the digital marketing space from the week of August 30, 2021. Today, first of all, we are going to start off with a little bit of a, you know, sad news, uh, which is to say, you know, first it was Twitter who abandoned stories, aka fleets. Now it seems like LinkedIn has announced that they are also removing stories. Um, again, if you've been following our show, you know I have always talked about this uh, in in my past episodes where I've said, you know, all these platforms seems to have been um, copying features from one from the other, and it was just a matter of time who's going to copy from whom and everything, right? I've always talked about it, and I, when LinkedIn also announced stories, I kind of was dissing them, and you know, come to the, uh, fast forward to August 30, twenty twenty one. LinkedIn announced, hey, we are going to kill stories. Now, it's been a year or almost a year. Does this mean stories are dead? I don't think so because it seems like Instagram is going strong. TikTok stories are catching up. But what LinkedIn failed to understand and what all the platforms should realize is, does this feature make sense for my platform? Does this feature make sense for my user base, my community? That's the key thing that they're missing. It's not... Me too. It's not about we too. It's about does this because LinkedIn is a professional platform, right? Who and stories never really caught on. There are other things that are very good for LinkedIn at its core. They should actually focus on that. And one of the things that they've announced is like you know they're going to focus a little bit more on um, videos, and we'll see how that comes up. They haven't announced any more of those, but I think that's a platform. That's a direction LinkedIn should go to. Okay. With that, next go to the next update, which is Twitter. Uh, we talked about Twitter killing, um, Twitter killing stories, aka fleets, uh, and <clears throat> our fleets, aka stories. And with that, Twitter has finally launched a super following. This was something we covered early this year when Twitter announced that they're going to monetize the platform. They're going to grow double their user base in the next couple of years and so forth. Um, so what Super Follows is, in case you've missed it, is that through Super Follows, you can un- monthly revenue, take your relationship to the next level with your, uh, you know, with our followers and customize what you offer and charge. Of course, there is a fee and it is not something available to everyone to select, uh, select Twitter users in the U.S., but what's great is, like and I've talked about it before as well, is that this is actually giving Twitter users the full platform. Previously, Twitter users, Facebook users, myself, you know, if we have to take a payment and we have to build a community, we go to Patreon, right? We charge them over there for access to a Facebook group. So if Facebook were to do that, that would actually catch on like a wildfire and if Facebook is scratching their head, I know Mr. Zuckerberg and his, you know, uh, executives are scratching their head and I'm scratching my head if you see my video where, you know, like, how do we make money? Well, you know, guys, just give us a way to charge for f- groups, right? That way I don't have to charge through Stripe and pay someone else. I can just pay you the money. You take a cut, whatever it's 10%, 15%, manage it for me. And that just gives me a seamless experience. 
I have no idea why Facebook doesn't think that. But anyway, great for Twitter for following on. I'm pretty sure Facebook is going to catch on just a little bit slow. Next up, I have updates from Twitter. Uh, well, Twitter world is coming up. What is Twitter world? It's something new. This, they're doing it for the first time. Uh, this is what Facebook does called F8. Uh, Salesforce does something called, I think, uh, Dev4, something like that. Uh, Snapchat does a partner summit. Google does their thing. It's just that Apple does WWDev, uh, WW uh, Worldwide worldwide developers conference wwdc so it's just a way for twitter to aggregate or bring their community together showcase what's happening what they're working on what's up to come give them a sneak preview talk about q a sessions and get everyone in that community uh, excited and all together and move forward in a common vision uh, for the next 11 to 12 months i feel like you know this is something good for TikTok because they are maturing, they're taking things seriously. I don't think even Facebook did uh, started F8 pretty late. Uh, for that matter, you know, TikTok, the fact that you know they're learning and they're evolving and they're doing things proactively ahead of time really gives me a lot of hope. And this is a platform uh, to stay. By the way, we opened up a Twitter uh, TikTok channel. Uh, we posted like four videos. We got a bunch of views. And, you know, the early things are it's very encouraging. And we are going to publish more and more on TikTok. So if you're not on TikTok, follow us there. Give us some love. Show us some support. And, you know, growing something. Uh, it's not easy, so we could definitely use all the help that we can get. With that, <clears throat> let's go to the next one. Next one is Pinterest has released a guide on how to build your audience on Pinterest. This is a series of stuff. Uh, I read the first one, which was, you know, how can you build your pin audience? I liked it. <clears throat> and it, they give out like, you know, a bunch of new uh, tips uh, of the five that I think it's worth mentioning over here is fresh con post fresh content weekly, use trends to inform your strategy, text overlay to your pins, topic tag before you publish and fill in all your board details. Now, the first Four are very self-explanatory and these are things that we could actually take from Pinterest and apply to other platforms. However, uh, I, it's very challenging to find out trends from Instagram, but we all definitely already publish um, you know, content on Instagram weekly. We are thinking about publishing our, the same content to Pinterest and we'll see what happens. <coughs> Excuse me. But overall, if you are a marketer, if you're in e-com and you are struggling to get audience, I think Pinterest might be a good platform for you. Next up, talking about uh, Facebook, uh, Instagram has launched this thing called 10 Days of Live Shopping. It's an event. It's basically a QVC, real-time QVC with an opportunity to engage with your uh, shoppers, right? Uh, I looked, it started on uh, September 1st, which is Tuesday, and it's going to go on for 10 days. They're working with big brands. And I think this is a way for Facebook to test out, like, you know, does this thing make sense for us, right? But, you know, one thing really bothers me, they're doing it like 4 p.m. and 5 p.m. on a weekday. Now, folks, I do not know who their audience is and what the hell they're thinking. The reason QVC did so well, in my opinion, was I used to see a lot of QVC, uh, you know, 
ads and QVC stuff at late night. Like, well, QVC had a separate channel by itself, but QVC in general, like there was late night shopping after 9 p.m. or 10 p.m., 11. I think after 11 p.m. It, or midnight, it would be all like shopping sales online. And people who would uh, stay up late night, they would buy, they would do things. With Facebook, online, real time, I, brands like Sephora and Selena Gomez. Yeah, I mean, you know, Selena's fans are going to kind of tune in because it's Selena and they're going to try to, you know, see what she's talking about, things like that. But imagine if Selena has 100,000 followers, I'm just making up this number, half of them may be in class, half of them may be in, at work. For them to tune in and actually focus on it, even if they're at a desk, it's just very, I think, the choice of timing kind of, you know, annoys me. I should think they should have done like 9 p.m., 8 p.m., 7 p.m., a little later in the evening, and that would have been, I think, they would have gotten a better result. It's my opinion, but I am I'm going to stand by it. But other than that, you know, if you really want to check it out, uh, click the link on our show page, and you are going to be taken to that page. Next up. Next up, we have Facebook, and Facebook is talking about preferred levels. Uh, what this is, is basically uh, for this upcoming holiday season, Facebook is saying, hey, uh, depending on you know how your ratings are, we are going to give you a level that's called your Facebook preferred shop, and through which you, know, you would probably surface higher, people are going to get more uh, assurances that you are a good business, Facebook has blessed you, and off you go. Well, and this is similar to what Facebook did into back in 2015 when, you know, pages that responded uh, quickly to uh, text messages or messages, they were uh, got a some similar tag, right? Now, here's the problem with that thing. Number one, anyone can go and diss me on my Facebook page, right? And give me a poor rating, especially my competitors, my haters. What am I going to do with Mr. Facebook? I know you're thinking about all a la-la land. I sometimes feel like, you know, Mark Zuckerberg being in San Francisco in the California area and their executives, they, I think they're all smoking weed day in, day out. And they're so up high there in the la-la land, they have no clue what the hell is happening at the ground level. I think they're up in their ivory castle, ivory tower, right? And they don't know what the situation is down at the ground level because if that's, they would have realized, you know, that's a concept that looks amazing in a perfect world. But in the real world, what I've seen is I've seen complete and haters coming into my Facebook, not my people's Facebook page and giving them, you know, artificially um, negative numbers, zero, one, two, and, you know, eventually the score goes down and Facebook basically bans them in their ad account or basically hits them bad with their uh, ad cost. It's the same shit is going to happen over here. Excuse my language. But, you know, uh, Facebook thinks it's a perfect world or they think a numbers game. In a numbers game, you know, eventually... The good is going to rise up because all the bad things are going to fall off. But you do not know how bad it can be when there's a coordinated effort against your business to pull you down. But with that, I'm going to leave it there. If you are interested in getting the preferred level, go play that game. For me, I don't even believe that you should be having a shop. You can have a shop on Facebook, but you shouldn't spend time on that because you are on rented land. I'd rather have you go to Shopify or WooCommerce or have WordPress and build your own land over there. Don't build anything on rented land. It's like you going and renting an apartment and then you're making changes to your apartment and improving it. Because you know what? Tomorrow your landlord may come in and say, you know, I'm sorry, win the place back. We're moving in. Thank you. Bye-bye. And you'll be like, 
whatever. I, I just renovated the bathroom. I just changed the appliance in the kitchen. What do I do? The, the landlord is going to be too bad. We didn't ask you to do it. You did it. Thank you. Bye-bye. So that's what is going to happen if you build your, your platforms on Facebook or any other rented land. Next up, <clears throat> Google introduces new product listings and discovery options for merchants. I'm not sure if, I'm not sure if you're really catching the theme. It seems like it's about 110 or so days left for Christmas. All these platforms are gearing up and getting ready to get as many eyeballs, as many merchants on their platform and as much traffic as they can for the upcoming holiday season shopping. Okay, with that, obviously we all know social media is powerful when it comes to brand awareness and connection tool playing a significant role in discovery and product connection. However, Google remains the key platform for product searches and research. Like this is particularly relevant now as consumers look for local shopping options because delivery times can be wonky. People want to go buy right now and be assured that they are going to get the product. Okay. So with that, Google, and by the way, Google has also shown that, you know, such as like, you know, things near me, the near me term, whatever in front, okay, whether it's toys near me, research, things like that, any queries that near me has, that has gone up by 200%. So with that, Google is now adding new shipping and return annotations in Google search and shopping results. And it's free for everyone through paid and free listings. Okay, so now, you know, when shoppers go search something, they can say free delivery by December 24th, get it by December 24th, or get X days free shipping, things like that. That should actually, Google is hoping that's going to entice people to uh, buy more through Google than, say, go anywhere else. So that's number one. And they're also saying, you know, you can actually now create your YouTube videos and then you could use them towards your discovery ad campaigns. Overall, this is a great news for people who are playing the Google game. And I think we all should be playing the Google game because if you're not, you're leaving like 50% of your money on the table. I don't know about you, but for me, I love tapping into my 100% of my market. Okay, with that, please make sure you are doing the due diligence. If you have planning for this Christmas season, if holiday shopping, you want to take care of, take advantage of this uh, release or new update. Lastly, for this week, we have this announcement from YouTube. Uh, Head of Music said, hey, you know what? We just crossed our 50 million uh, subscriber mark for YouTube Music and YouTube Premium subscribers. Now, you could say, hey, Sajid, why the hell are you covering these news in this week in marketing? And you, here you go. Let me unpack this for you a little bit. It's because... What this signals is that the number, and then they have reached this 50 million in, in, in six years, almost six years, so it's under six. So let's just say six years for, uh, for our you know, podcast sake. 50 million in six years is an amazing number. What this basically means for you, me, and marketeer is two things. Number one is that, that basically a large number of people are actually moving into premium, which means inventory aka that drives our ad cost, is going to be reduced over time, right? Because at the end of the day, we marketeers, we play, we pay for inventory to show our ad in front of people who might be our future customer. 
So that's why I'm covering this is that, you know, while this is a great, amazing uh, achievement for the YouTube team, at the same time, me as a marketeer, I'm wondering, well, you know, YouTube 50 million users is not a whole bad because that means 50 million users are subtracted from the uh, YouTube ecosystem who we cannot show ads anymore. Now, the question is, what percentage of that 50 million is from the US or Europe versus rest of the world? And I would bet uh, there is like 60% chunk from the US because US is predominantly the market that didn't want to see ad. And if that's the case, well, they haven't published that number, but I'm assuming 60% or 70% a big chunk, big portion of the 50 million is from the US, which means they, and they don't share daily active or monthly active user in the US. But if there was, you could subtract that and you could figure out YouTube inventory is actually the status of YouTube ad inventory. But I would say it's not like, it's not depleting, but it's coming down. But at the same time, they're adding TVs. But you know, you really don't want to show ads to big screens like TVs because people are laying down on their couch, in their bed, watching YouTube. And you don't want to show them ad because they're not going to pick up their phone, stop watching that movie and click on your ad. That never happens. But it's a good tool to do brand building, you know, to show your highlight, high, showcase your brand and things like that. So that's the reason why I'm covering this in our show is that, folks, it's a great number. But keep it at the back of your mind that YouTube is cheap today. It will no, it will, may not be cheap tomorrow or next year or the year after that. So opportunity, take it. Take advantage of it while you can. If you're not on YouTube, advertise on YouTube. With that, folks, that's that's it for this week in marketing. Now you need to know everything to be in the know. If you'd like to read more, please make sure you visit our show page where you'll find some of the links I mentioned in this show. Once again, this is your host, Adil Islam, signing off until next week. Take care. Bye-bye. Thank you for tuning in this week. It was a pleasure to serve you all. Hit the subscribe button so that you remember to sign on next week. Same place, same time for another round of This Week in Marketing.